E.B. White once said that no one should come to New York unless they are very lucky. I was. I had an amazing boyfriend who had all his hair, good friends to talk about him with, and a married ex-boyfriend I had slept with a week ago. everybody welcome to the mirandas season three episode 10 welcome back to your favorite podcast (laughs) just kidding (laughs) um we would just like to uh apologize we've been off for a little bit i was moving um last week and sarah had pretty much the swine flu this week i had i have bird flu (laughs) sarah had bird (laughs) flu (laughs) So I still do. Yeah, I've been I got really crazy sick on Sunday and I missed an entire week of work. And if anyone knows me, that is so I I don't think I've ever missed that much work in my life. Um, I don't know if people I don't think I didn't think adults like got the flu. And I know we're in a pandemic and I know that probably sounds so stupid, but like the flu is like I just I, I kind of you forgot about the flu. You forgot that it existed. COVID has just dominated. Yeah. And like all conversations of illness. Yeah. Um, um I was you so, you even mentioned yeah. that it was was worse than Omicron. So I this is my the doctor described it as like feeling like actual death. This is the worst I have <laughs> so ever gross. felt. And I've and I've had I know and I've had kidney stones. And I didn't oh miss God. as much work. And I've had kidney stones. And kidney stones was really, really bad. But this has been like consistently. This is the first day I've not felt terrible. Um, yeah. I know. Busy girls. Um, and this was a really social weekend. I'm missing out on all these plans. I missed out on work. God fucking bird. Our pets heads are falling off. It's just like, I don't know what it is. It's it's I hate I'm such a whiner when it comes to being sick. Dakota's like had it up to here. He's done with my. I know but it sounds like I don't know. It sounds like whatever you had was like really nasty. Like. It was really bad. And Dakota came from a bird. Finally <laughs> came from a bird. <laughs> well, actually, and I said bird flu It's called influenza A. And I think that is bird flu. But who knows? Um, <laughs> You know, I did, I did. I went on a hike on Saturday and it was definitely from that. Sarah's like, um, I digress. <laughs> as I digress. OK, no, but Dakota went back to work this week for like, well, and it's I was telling Billy this <laughs> and then she's like, he went back to work. And then she realized it was like only three days. It's a hybrid model. I mean, if you were to ask him, he went back. I'm more like, in shock. A hundred hour week. I'm more in yeah. shock that he's only going to a three day work week. <laughs> where some know, places have been five days a week for like a full year at this point <laughs> no and i i know i i have so little so little sympathy for anybody who's like going back to work now because like i have been back to work since september 20 fucking 20 wearing a mask every goddamn day so when i when he told me this week is back to work and then he's like i'm gonna it's many rows this is fine he works at google and then he was like oh, the, the lunch lines were so long i hate you had to wait 20 minutes oh boo and i was like oh my god you gotta be kidding me all right like love you can't even get fucking ppe <laughs> But this is when we first started dating, he'd always bring back Google snacks. I mean, like half of our relationship has been in COVID, which is yeah. kind of crazy to think about it. So now um, I'm getting all the good Google snacks brought back, brought me back some brownies and shit. So, you know what? I'm I'm here for the 
back to back to work for the tech people. I went to at a friend who worked there and she invited me to lunch and I had like a million cookies when I was there. I just like kept I was like stealing cookies. Yeah. Just, oh, because yeah. it was so healthy. We were in the San Francisco office and they like what I from what I've heard, the San Francisco office is a lot more like healthy than the Mountain View office. Mm. And it was like too lean. The portions were way too small and not a complaint. Like clearly they're trying to keep everyone like thin and glowing like a glossy. It was model. sales. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't the engineers. It was the sales. Well, yeah. People. And then I and then she told me all the engineers were down in Mountain View where all the hamburgers and pizzas like where all the like man children gamers That's are. That's what Dakota said. The engineers get the best food, the best yeah. cafeteria. Like yeah. they have the best food. Yeah. Um. But so I don't know. What What are we gonna do? So, so I yeah. So I yeah. have the flu, and coincidentally, in this episode, Samantha. Has I know. The flu. I was I thought thinking, that was like so wonderful. <laughs> I first of all, we again, we are in the golden age of Sex in the City. We yeah. are hitting amazing episodes. I was. I'm getting a little nervous because I've been writing down so many notes. I, I, I just was writing the whole time that I think the, for the rest of the season, I'm, it's going to be like work. Um, but I have to say <laughs> we're doing the work. We are, we are <laughs> doing the work. Now, I have to say that this episode has one of my all time favorite Charlotte lines. Um, <laughs> what is it? Well, why don't you why don't you give a brief summary of the episode and a little bit of where we left off? And I will get into it. All right. So we left <laughs> off um, two or three weeks ago with episode nine with Carrie and Big's big affair. They're, they sleep together. They have a one night stand in the hotel. And so right now we are left with Carrie facing a guilty conscience over her cheating but not guilty enough to pre- to prevent her from doing it again. Oh, my God. In this episode, Charlotte <laughs> hits a bump in her relationship with Trey when he kind of essentially serves her a prenup. I she's know. She's unhappy with the terms. At, at he like, totally served at her. Like a, at like a home goods store. <laughs> they were, weren't they like Seriously. doing, yeah, doing their wedding registry? And he just. During sl- wedding registry shopping serves her papers. He just, just slipped it in under what what was like, what was it under? It was like under like two her, sh- the table seating for yes. the engagement party, I yes. think. Or the guest list, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. So that's kind of an interesting conversation about prenups that this episode brings up. Yeah. Um, Miranda has ridiculous, amazing phone sex with a coworker and a, kind of ends up getting cheated on with phone sex yeah. with this guy. Um, and then Sam gets the flu and feels more alone than ever and thinks that Charlotte might be right, that you can only have it all if you have someone to share it with. And then she ends up realizing, like, no, fuck that. She was just sick. Um, so I don't know if there's an overall, like, pun or theme that we have this episode. Um, Do you? I, is it cheating? Is it loneliness? Is it together? Relationships? There was something with, know. there was some sort of weird transition Carrie had at one point that I can't, I wish I wrote down. But it was like, well, like, oh, no, this is what it was. It was when uh, Miranda's having phone sex. And it's like, well, he was taking care of her orgasm. I was taking care of Samantha. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that was that was a reach. <laughs> that was weird. 
<laughs> That's incredible. I totally <laughs> missed it. And I I may have missed some like little things this episode. So I think the, but, the idea is maybe yeah. it's like, actually, I don't think there is a pun. I was going to say maybe it's care, but I feel like there's something with like distance and loneliness and yeah. And then bridging connections like yeah. you've got. I don't know. I'm going I really kind of searched and I couldn't find it's it. It's like maybe merging we'll, we'll connections, separating, merging the phone connection, <laughs> the severing. I don't know. Severance. Um, it's the show. Severance. Severance. <laughs> First off, highly quick recommend. plug, not <laughs> sponsored, but um, Severance is an incredible show on Apple TV. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, get past the first like 15 minutes of the first episode because yeah. it, it is tantalizing. But I was a little bit like, eh, I'm not sure. Keep going. And it's fucking. See, amazing. I thought that the first 15 minutes were so I was like, I'm in. I'm all in. I thought it was yeah. so seductive and weird. I don't like being confused right away. See, I, I want to feel a little bit more intelligent. Oh, I that I that's felt true. Stupid. That's true. Well, we won't give it away. But anyway, I know. Highly Anyways, recommend. it's great. Um, where do you want to start? Wait, I thought you you had something to share. About uh, well, this. it's my favorite Charlotte line of like the whole series. Ready? I'm worth a million. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, this is okay. extremely Even if questionable. Give, and okay, if you gave me not a million aged. dollars, I would not have guessed that that was your favorite. <laughs> so good. I'm worth a million. Okay, why is that your favorite? Because it actually is an incredible line. <laughs> it's my favorite because it feels so archaic. Like Charlotte's literally like going to Bunny. Okay, so this is the prenup episode where, you know, Trey slips the prenup. And and Charlotte has Miranda like analyze it. And there's all these like weird clauses like Charlotte has to if she has a boy like her value goes up, but her value like a hundred grand. Yeah, her value is vested. So her value is half a million dollars, five hundred thousand dollars. She has a pension, <laughs> but it vests over like however many years um, and if she has a boy, then it goes up to 600,000. If there's another boy, then it's additional 100,000. And it's all insanity. It's all insane. But the fact that Charlotte just like <laughs> marches in with her plunging neckline of her dress to Bunny in the room, who's like, and she's like, I'm worth a million. It just, <laughs> I just, I felt like she just looked like, I just felt like, I mean. It, I know. That it's like sex work, which is, uh, I think is fine. Great. Like more power to it. Whoa. But it, but it felt like. Interesting take. It just I'm, felt I'm like, like she was. Why they dressed her that way. Saying what her auction price was. It was like, this is my listing price. Or it's felt so objectifying. Gilly, I did not think about that. Wow. Okay, so for her to be Miss Upper East Side, mm -hmm. like, wasp, mm -hmm. I was surprised at mm -hmm. how she dressed for that party. Like, mm -hmm. in my notes, I said, like, she looks sexy as fuck. Like, she looks, she looks sexy. very, very, really attractive. And it was, like, kind of... Um, Atlantic City Charlotte, mm, you know, where she yes. tries to be like super hot. Lunging neckline. And you're right. The dichotomy between like, you know, 
being bridal, right? Yes. And you have this like pureness and, and then talking about like the prenup and being objectified and, and kind of objectifying sexy. herself. Yeah. She's kind of leaning into the objectification. Yes. Um, interesting. It, would, it was effective. She just felt like she was on auction for yeah. sale. Not in a like, oh, you shouldn't dress that way. Like there was something actually mm. kind of empowering about her sexy plunging neckline. <laughs> Like dress, yeah. like I'm feeling like I'm always so curious about wardrobe departments and how they make certain decisions at different pivotal moments in like television and, and movies. It's so purposeful. There's yes. so much intent behind everything they yes. did on that show with clothing. Yes. And so I yeah, like I just think it's such an interesting choice that they have her wearing a plunging neckline, but it's still in like a very tasteful, dusty blue dress, draped dress. And she just kind of marches in, shoulders back, confident, kind, and says, can I talk to you, Bunny? And she says, I'm worth a million with her chin up. And I just thought it was so, yeah, it was this weird self-objectifying moment because I just feel like it's, I don't know. Like, yes, she should advocate for herself. No, I've never signed a prenup. Like, I don't know how these things work. But three, there was just something that just felt so like, this is my price tag. Like I am this object. It just felt kind of weird and icky, but it makes me laugh too. No, I know it. it and I, I, the way you also described it, it <laughs> makes me think it's even funnier. The, the concept of a prenup is really fascinating. Yes. yes. And you know, it's something that Dakota and I have talked about. And that's something that we plan on. We're planning on not doing a prenup, but a postnup. So like after we get married doing it just so finances are completely like just like understood like there's no it's hard to describe if it's we, a framework it's a framework and if you, it's I guess it's, it's just hard to describe but I know a ton of people actually I, I don't think I, I think it's a people who good have idea them. I know most people a lot of people don't yeah I know some people that do um, I don't think it indicates anything about the relationship. But in this case, there were some red flags here with a Trey serving it to her like at, it was a report card. Like at ABC something. carpet and home, basically. Yeah, very strange. And then also for the mother to be the one pulling the strings like that seems ooh, you're, that seems. Yeah, that seems like something that probably happens, though. I mean, I don't like oh, I'm it. Sure. Yeah, I, but it seemed like yeah, a mother-in-law thing are, to, to do. I think there are a lot of people, and Dakota and I, for us, mm -hmm. were, were were pretty like financially aware and about like our independent finances. Mm -hmm. That it's not coming from family. It's not mm -hmm. my family for. It's not. That's not the situation. Mm -hmm. But I think with some people, it's their family that mm -hmm. are the ones who enforce it and they push mm -hmm. it. And so it may, maybe it is realistic. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think Trey really cares. I think it is funny. But I think he, um, that's what I, that's what I was felt like was really gross about the situation is one. We don't know where Trey stands on the situation. There's that gross clause about boys having boys. And then Which he didn't even we have need to do. We need to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. And then he didn't even have like the decency to talk about it and like have a sit down conversation, maybe have a cup of coffee at home and talk about it. But he just does it like he's passing off her freaking 
junk mail, like as if they're just like it's a Brookstone catalog that's, you know, he's handing her mail to her. Oh, just yeah, a quick signature on page four. And that's where I, th- I thought that was like weirdly manipulative, like as if like, yeah, and don't have even lawyer look over it. Yeah. yeah. Your lawyer, like who's who is Charlotte's lawyer? Well, it's like unofficially Miranda. Which I love. I love that. There was, I need like a solid lawyer friend. I know. There was a great, actually out of that, there was a great Miranda line. So I have my Miranda-ism actually. It feels good to be sarcastic. Oh, I didn't have one. So I'm so glad you do. Yes. So uh, Charlotte wastes no time, as Carrie says, and immediately gets lunch. She's in the same outfit with Carrie and Miranda. Clearly, it's like an emergency lunch. Miranda's reviewing the papers and she's like, yeah, this seems all pretty like normal and standard. And then she's like, "Ooh, there's like this clause here. There's a vesting schedule. OK, that's kind of different. And, you know, Charlotte's all like, oh, marriage should be about love and romance. And Miranda chimes and the merging and protection of assets. Well, this all looks pretty normal. Charlotte wasted no time having a lawyer look over the papers. Normal? We haven't even gotten married yet, and already we're talking about divorce. Sweetie, a lot of people do prenups these days. Marriage is supposed to be about love and happiness. And the merging and protection of assets. That is so unromantic. And necessary. 50% of marriages end in divorce. See? There it is again, divorce. I'm sure you'll live happily ever after, but I gotta tell you, I wouldn't get married without one of these to protect myself. See, I'm safe. I mean, what's he gonna take from me? Shoes? <laughs> I, I just loved that. Like that is classic, Didn't skip classic a Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> and now I say the same shit all of the time. And I think of it in a, in a, in a very similar vein. And then yeah. interesting that, yeah, no, that's a great Mirandaism <laughs> that you found. Loved it. So good. And, and Miranda, do you think yeah. that Miranda mm-hmm. and Steve had a prenup? Yeah. I mean, I thought the same thing in this episode when they get married later. I was like, oh, I wonder. Um, but to, uh, to quote Miranda, I wouldn't get married without one of these. So I, oh, I, I think that's our answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah. That, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that was funny. But it was also maybe it was very on brand for Trey to be like, uh, okie dokie. Or what, what does he say? Like, all righty. <laughs> all righty. Here's, here's your up with the tab- table, like the guest list. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's so interesting how fast this wedding is moving for Charlotte and Trey. Yeah, they get married in two episodes, I think. Yeah, I was. So it's actually interesting because I saw my aunt today. I'm actually in Los Angeles right now subletting. Just to scope it out, I saw my aunt and she was saying, um, as we were talking about relationships, I was catching her up on mine and moving out and all that. And um, she was saying that she doesn't think people should get like engaged until they've been together for at least one cosmic year, as she puts it. She says it's both like a calendar year, but it's also a cosmic thing. She's like, you want to see how they are on your birthday. You want to see how they are around like on the holidays, like you want to see all these kind of she's, you know, like emotional things that are like tied with season and like dates and interesting. Do they do something for your birthday? Like these are little things, but like it kind of says a lot. And I I mean, I agree. Like I personally oh, absolutely. would never get engaged in less than a year, but people do. Um, but it's just interesting to think in this episode that it's been. We can't really tell on Sex and the City what the timeline is, but it's just it's probably we a matter of four months, right? 
They probably said it. it. I mean, didn't pay attention. They completely fucked with us and in just like that when they literally had <laughs> Carrie sitting there with like four seasons go by and we're like wait what what is happening there was like so CGI of fall leaves and it was like two weeks later <laughs> yeah this show exists somehow in like a timeless <laughs> vacuum universe <laughs> this is like alternate reality black hole yeah but so we don't fully know the timeline but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that this is probably like four months after they've met yeah yeah yeah, that's I'm going to say right. four months after they've met. Mm, yeah. And they get married in two episodes, which is crazy I to know. think about. Like so much happens before then with Carrie, with yeah. Charlotte. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was season I, three is just so good. It actually made me feel like kind of like nostalgic and well, I don't know if nostalgic is the right word. It made me feel emotional when Carrie and Miranda and Samantha are leaving Charlotte's engagement party and. They're like, oh, it's so weird to not have Charlotte here. And 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 uh, I know Samantha goes, oh, that's such a Charlotte thing to say. Um, I thought that was weird. I wouldn't say foreshadow, but maybe irony that it feels Easter egg. Yeah, it feels so <laughs> weird that Charlotte's not there, but completely normal that Samantha's not there and then just it like that. Reboot. I know. Yeah. Okay, I'm such an idiot, but I totally fell for that April Fool's joke where they were like, <laughs> Sharon Stone is replacing him. <laughs> I control. didn't see that. Oh my god, that's so. Funny. I totally. So it was this post, and I, and I like there was a ton of April Fool's jokes on Instagram, so and I many. fell for like I, multiple me of them. Me too. Me too. <laughs> my brother fell so hard for one of them that he texted the family chat multiple times being like, are the Northern Lights real in New York City? <laughs> I was like, wait, no. no, they did that in SF2. A lot of the cities did. No, people, it was like kind of sad because people were kind of excited. That, that's <laughs> cruel. I had multiple messages and I forwarded that one, too. Oh, my God. Being like, no, girls, we should like check really this excited. out. <laughs> No, and like people haven't like seen nature in the cities. Like city people are fucking idiots. Like, we'll see those northern lights. So Nick was like, "This is so cool, Sarah." And I was like, "Oh man, I'm out of town." No, but I didn't I know, know that was my, fake my, until my, now. I'm done. I know my family chat were like, "Nick, no, it's not real." But um, I I really fell for the Sharon Stone when I almost reposted to our Instagram. Oh my um, gosh. Um, thank you for everybody who's like DM me that yeah. they laugh at some of the stuff I post because yeah. like I've been home all week sick and on Instagram. I've probably spent maybe nine hours a day on Instagram. And so Sarah's been it's our sick marketing manager. You should be sick more often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick. I came and called. Okay. So this is true. And like, I, I want to know, do people only want <laughs> sex in the city content or do they like when I post random things? I the Sex and City content, I I don't know. It's dwindling <laughs> out there right now. You have to dig deep. You don't have to go to like, you don't have to scroll for hours to find good shit. So I think that they probably want our own content, to be honest. I can't. But do guess it. what? <laughs> we barely have time to even put this podcast out on a weekly schedule, let alone on a normal day. It's like whatever day it comes out, I'm like, surprise everyone. Today I chose Thursday. <laughs> Today just Sunday <laughs> night. It's like we're a we're a mom and pop podcast over here. We do all the work. I know, and like ourselves. I see some people creating reels, and I've been so tempted. I, it's just not for me. 
I know I I can do it behind stories. Yeah, I know I would have fun creating more content for us. It's just a matter of time. I know. I think we should hire the social media intern. Yeah. If anyone out there has a young friend or someone who just wants to pick it up as a hobby, we can also... If anyone's hobby is creating our Sex in the City tailored reels. <laughs> no, but if anyone wants to like, you know, I don't know, like help us with social media, like we'll pay you. Yeah, sure. Is that cool, Sarah? <laughs> is that cool? No, I'm going to do it. It's top cough, Mike. Is that cool? <laughs> oh, man. I know. I'm like coughing so badly. Um. So, Okay. Regardless, let me know if you think my Instagram is funny. I need that. You know, it's, I'm, it's I'm pretty much me and my twin brother DMing all day because he, he responds. And he, he thinks it's funny. Well, speaking of um, speaking of apps and DMing and social media, this is this is a stretch of yeah. a of a seamless transition. But um, I I was dying. There's kind of a reverse um, ancient scroll in this episode. I know what you're about to <laughs> Go say. Go for it. Say it. Samantha being shocked by the one hour delivery service. I know. I didn't even know they had that then. It must have been like a super luxury amenity for like super rich people. Yeah. This is what, 2000? Like there wasn't an app. It was probably some, obviously there wasn't an app. There There was a smartphone. Smartphone, yeah. Like was she on the internet? I don't know. But yeah, that was my actually kind of ancient scroll was that. It, it was an opposite yeah. ancient scroll that they had this back then. And then also being shocked by getting something delivered by the girls. Like, what? You can? You can get del- um, DVDs and condoms delivered within an hour? Homemade baby keys? You made these? Oh, hell no. I had them delivered. Along with the dinner, the wine, and a DVD of an affair to remember that we're watching later drunk. You can get DVDs delivered? I use this hot new home delivery service. You call them anything you want. They bring you within an hour. Anything. Mm. Last night I ordered condoms. Please tell me you didn't fuck the delivery guy. No, John, the hot guy from the gym. And let me just say that the condoms came a lot faster than he did. <laughs> and it's so funny because I <laughs> I have a friend who actually in the early days of Postmates, like when it first came out, let's say like six years ago, she got condoms delivered from somewhere because she was having like it was like a last minute guy was coming over she needed to clean the apartment ordered the condoms and she and the guy she didn't under she didn't know what kind of condoms they were they were like kind of like a weird off-brand had an extreme allergic reaction where it felt like their genitals were on fire <laughs> and not in a good way not in a oh my God. not in a ribbed for your pleasure kind of way <laughs> Oh, terrible. <laughs> two st- oh, two stars. Oh, and they were ribbed also, which I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is an ancient scroll, but I feel like ribbed condoms were like kind of seen as tacky for some time. I, I think like I remember seeing those. I've never used those. Mm, ever. I don't think ribbed. I've ever used ribbed. one. For her oh, right. pleasure. For her I pleasure. don't think so. Get it out. <laughs> I've never tried it, but I also don't think it does anything. But condoms, I'm sorry. Whoa. Like, I, I don't know if we want to go down that conversation, but like <laughs> I, I feel like we can do better. You know, like we I, I feel I like can't. we haven't. I, I Well, there's I female condoms, which I'm very curious about. 
would love to try one of those. But female condoms, it seems like it's just saran wrap up your pussy. <laughs> it seems like you're trying to use an umbrella like inside out. Like it just doesn't seem like. How does that work? I know. <laughs> like, I don't know if my brain like I'm I'm not great at like geometry. And so so like space and spatial reasoning. And I'm just not sure like how it works. Like it because it but I, I remember in women's studies, yeah. they like had all the different forms of birth control out. And I remember yeah. thinking it looked like a medieval like torture device, some of these things. And the female condom looked very weird. It looked like a sleeve to an arm that was well i was gonna say i get annoyed when my pantyhose or my socks are inside out (laughs) what if the guy needs to like pull out for a moment can you imagine excuse me one moment (laughs) i'm just trying to invert it back in sorry i hate these things just give me a minute Where do I put my foot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, it's that feeling when your tights are like rolling down your ass and they don't have like the control top. You're just like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know exactly. Like, I never that, know can the it hook feeling. onto something at your cervix? Like, is there like a little hook? <laughs> so the female condom, I'm pretty sure, like has two rings on it. So it's, it's almost ribbed like, um, for her pleasure. <laughs> Kind of, it almost looks like a, it feels like a fishing net, like one of those nets that people use in other countries. They scoop it in the water. So it has like, so I think it like, oh, I know what you're talking about. It has a ring on two sides and it folds and you kind of like twist it up, kind of like in a diva cup in a way in which you're shoving it up. And then it expands to create this thing. Now I am 60% sure about what I'm saying right now. So. Take that I as you will. 90% sure you will get pregnant on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and we'll have terrible sex. Like, who is that serving? <laughs> serving. But actually, fun fact, I I heard, um, I think I saw this online, that there's, oh, whoa. Uh-oh, here we go. Whoa. Here we go. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> This is shocking looking. This looks like like an octopus. <laughs> Wait, show me. Oh. Wait, move it a little bit more to the Oh God. Oh God. It looks like a jellyfish. And so it's on the outside too. It does look like a jellyfish. You're right. Interesting. This looks like something like it this looks like you, you something you buy Gilly, at a hardware store. Gilly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gilly, I'm just imagining you on a date, a, a data hinge date, and you pull one of those out. <laughs> you ever tried one of these bad boys? And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> and, he, and and you just say to him, a gentleman's honor. <laughs> and you like, after you, sir. He's like, I don't know how to put this fucking thing in. <laughs> I, uh, a chivalry still exists right? female condoms oh chuggy <laughs> no female condoms oh man no but it i don't want to be like i'm already like kind of a weird person i'm already like you know maybe a little bit of an acquired taste for people i'm not about to bring out whip out the female condom on like a date you know <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you would be branded as like that girl. Like it'd be kind of weird. I What are you, a feminist? <laughs> and I also think, you know, gotta bring in a a cultural, you know, perspective here. <laughs> Maybe in other countries when where men don't want to wear them, it's a great alternative to empower women to be like super safe. No, and like this is I mean, I was Do they know you're wearing it? 
Do they know you're wearing it? I would. Oh God, I don't this, know. It's well, yes. I'm sorry, but I think it. What? I think it eliminates the awkward conversation of saying to a man, "Can you please wear a condom?" When it's like, "Nope, I've got mine in." That seems <laughs> so. Like I'm ready. Such. I'm sorry. Like again, Sarah and I don't have experience. We would love to be debunked, but this seems like such fucking bullshit. I'm just gonna call this out. Women already, there's already the orgasm gap or pleasure gap, as, we, as we've discussed on past episodes. Why the fuck am I going to put another parameter, another thing to obstruct me from having any pleasurable experience? Uh, don't worry, sir. You don't need to wear a condom. <laughs> I'm going to completely mask any ability to have pleasure. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. And what do I know? I, I don't know. I, I um condoms are great. They're wonderful, but I don't know if I you know what, but one day I want to try a female condom. <laughs> try it tomorrow. That would be an Where do you get them? Wait, where do you YouTube get them? series? I don't think they're at Dwayne Reed. Yeah, I feel like they're not at Walgreens. <laughs> they're definitely not. Can you imagine? <laughs> they might be at, going to um, your corner bodega and like trying to explain could you, female <laughs> Gondom? You're like, no. Oh, rib for her pleasure. No, not the. We have skin. S K Y N. And. <laughs> but can you. Okay, how about this? Imagine this. Imagine this. And then we'll get back to the episode. You go on a date and the guy has with him female condoms. <laughs> dude. Like, dude. Oh my like, God. I'd rather pay for the chick than you have like a bag of female condoms. <laughs> When feminism goes too far, <laughs> male feminism, we don't that, need you that much. That on feels our side. just rude to me, almost. Like I'm, ha- like you know, he's like, but God, I know. God forbid, I wear one. <laughs> God, this is on you, my lady. You know how to use one of these, right? <laughs> Let me help you out. <laughs> you bet. You've been around the block, right, baby? Just put it, that it, in. It, you know what it is. This is what it is. It's like putting frosting in one of those plastic bags that has a little snipped corner. <laughs> And you have to like ice a cake. It's like that sensation. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> just stopping frost. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe we we're only gonna find this funny. I I can't. I don't know. But we're gonna be canceled. So <laughs> retroactively canceled in 2032. This is why we need a segment called like Ask a Doctor, and I think it's gotta be my sister. Yeah, because. She's so goddamn smart and knows just like everything. But put that on the list. All right. And I think I want you to put that on the list. I want you to ask our listeners if they've used a female condom. Okay. (laughs) Add that to the Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So back to the episode. So, um, okay. Back to the episode. mm -hmm. Um, We were chatting about the ancient scroll moment. And the girls are, you know, kind of amazed that everything's delivered. Sam is in her new apartment. I was a little bit confused that she had essentially a studio. Me too, because her bed, it seems unclear if her bed's like in her living room. It is. Okay. And I don't know if that, I I thought, is that either on brand in which sex is just part of her living situation and it doesn't need to be Yeah, that's kind of funny. Or is it kind of off brand that it, people with studios those apartments are usually like cheaper yeah and it 
I don't know. She she used to have this like luxurious red sex yeah, room bedroom, the, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. But she went more I trendy. That was interesting. I think that is kind of the parallel. Like, well, she also bought the apartment, which I totally forgot about. She did. And I'm assuming it was one of those like it's like a downtown loft. It's supposed to be yeah, thing. trendy loft. May I just say, wow. What can I say? I've arrived. Samantha had invited us over to celebrate her new downtown apartment, three new uptown clients, and her general fabulousness. And who knew all of this existed in the meatpacking district? Yes, just yards away from dumpsters full of decaying cows. So yeah, so the girls are there, and Carrie actually tells Samantha about her cheating. Yeah. So Samantha has the girls over kind of a little housewarming party. Um, this is actually a, I have a, actually a handful of Samantha zingers. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Um, oh yeah. Including the famous line where she yells out the window. You, you see, see us, Manhattan. We, we have it all. all. Fuck you. You, you wish. wish. <laughs> 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 love that yep, but I fingers. love that like I want to I want to like muster more like Samantha lines like that in my life like, or at least more mentalities of like you know what we can have it all um maybe yeah. I don't know maybe that's a very like white feminist thing to say but um well and it's interesting because I like the positivity Kenny, at least she is a positive realist and yeah. i like that like she's super optimistic but also very realistic at the same time yeah um which yeah. is it which is a great combination in somebody um but yeah and th- she's talking this conversation about like having it all comes up yeah. because the girls are wondering about that mm-hmm. and charlotte believes that you can only have it all if you're sharing it with somebody which i disagree with yes me too i i really i, I and i think that's actually kind of like a harmful statement to believe me too. that you're like whole you have it all you're contingent upon another individual your happiness is and in in charlotte's sense she meant it in a romantic like a partner whereas i think if you were to look at it through friendships and looking at your friends being as what the girls have said you know the loves of their lives like you can have so many things and have a filling life Mm -hmm. you have good friends you have a job you have all these i i don't think you need a fucking partner to feel no content yeah. or feel like you have everything um society was going to kind of tell you that you don't but yeah and i i do think it's interesting i did want to ask i do want to go back to um carrie and samantha but yes i did want to ask you know carrie's writing away and she's saying you know the choices are endless when when the choices are endless is it possible that we've become so spoiled by choices that we've been unable to make one is it true that once we do make one, another one goes away? Or like Samantha said, can we have it all? And I wanted to know your take about endless possibilities and choices and what your thoughts on that. Are we too spoiled when we have too many choices? Are we indecisive? Great question and a great line from Carrie. This is where I would say this is her like great writing is 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 um shining through, which rarely happens. But I I'm somebody who is incredibly indecisive and I'm really indecisive when I have a multitude of choices. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like the paralysis of choice in which yes. what Carrie's saying, you know, when you have like 
it's like when you go to a fucking restaurant and the menu yes. is so many oh goddamn things. And I was like, I can't choose. Me too. I, I already have that. a hard time ordering. And when there's too many things, I can't focus on, you know, a good choice. But then when you're choosing between two things, I still kind of struggle with choice too. Yeah. So maybe it's not necessarily the amount, but it's actually just the act of choosing. Yes. Because there's, it feels like there's so much finality to it. And like if you, and in this quote she's saying if you choose one thing then the other option goes away which i've definitely felt in which like if i make the wrong choice then like the consequences of that like well yeah you're you're wishing and wanting assurance that the choice you make is the right one and i don't believe that there are like that there's like a set path and if you if and if you make the wrong choice, you're off that path. I just think like things get kind of rearranged, I guess, in a way. And I, yeah. I think like just by choosing and making yes. choices, you you create your life. I don't think there's like some like, I don't know. I wish I could describe it better, but I have bird flu. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mind fuck or it's a bird flu fuck. No, I agree. I think that there's actually almost like two ways of looking at it. Kind of what you're saying, which is like from like more of a retail perspective, like anything from like you know, the ceramic studio I used to work in, like when we would sell our work for like an open studios, they would say, oh, don't like put too many things out because like then people can't make a choice and won't make a choice. Yeah. It's the same thing kind of with shopping, too. When there are so many choices, you're spending your money on it. So you want to make the right choice. But then at the same time, you know, if you kind of like look in America, there's so many choices. There are so many things that you can buy we're in like such a consumer culture that there's a million kinds of strappy sandals and a, a million kinds of fanny packs and it kind of creates an illusion of like things being prosperous and things being good happiness even and so again mm. i think it's like another kind of side of the coin where it's like well that might not actually on a deep level be good for you um or what's like actually happening in the world um yeah. Maybe that's no, a, I think yeah. that's a no, that's a great observation. I think it's true. And, you know, and, and then the flip side of that is like you look at other countries in which there isn't that yeah. where you don't have a lot of options. And so yeah. you crave. I, I remember I actually went out with some guy who um, was Ukrainian. And when mm -hmm. he came over here from to this country when he was younger and he was standing in the cereal aisle and looking at all the yes. options like oh my god like there's so many fucking choices yeah and so we're it's it's kind of like the grass is always greener in which like you want tons of choice and mm -hmm. then when you don't have it it's it i think human beings are naturally inclined to be dissatisfied in in, in some way we kind of search for things to right. like have a problem so we can have a problem to solve so yeah. we'd complain if we didn't have enough choice, like we have a scarcity mindset, like there's not enough people to date, even though there are tons of I was going to say, well, with the date, like we have to obviously mention dating apps, right? Because with dating apps. Oh, yeah. I mean, which I think we've talked about like on past episodes. It's like kind of this because I'm recently single. I've been on the apps and well, actually not recently, but like every now and then I'll I'll poke on them but it, it it's like the same game every single time you open the app up and you feel excited and you swipe through you swipe through and then you're like not that excited cuz you aren't seeing people that completely like feel like it will work with you but then you you know keep swiping more and more and then you realize oh I'm not really matching with anyone so I'm going to start being more open minded I'm going to start liking more and then you have all these matches 
And then you actually don't even want to message any of them. And so it, it it's kind of the yeah. weird play of feeling like, oh, I have all these options, but then also simultaneously feeling like I don't really have many options. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it all kind God. of plays well with this question, which is I don't think there's really an, an answer. But can't. But well, yeah, I, I think it, you have to define to you what does having it all mean? Yes. And um, so I, I'm actually I just finished reading a fantastic book. I recommend anyone in business, the world of work or just relationships. If you're trying to kind of minimize your life a little bit, mm-hmm. it's called wanting. It's the mm-hmm. power of mimetic desire. And it's Ooh. it's based on this theory of mimesis, M-I-M-E-S-I-S, mm-hmm. which is basically human beings, their desires and wants are basically mimicked by seeing what other people desire yeah. and want. Yeah. So like that, when you really look at the things Oh my God, the book was really great. Yeah. Um, and you look at, you want to have a certain level at your job, a certain thing of money, mm-hmm. certain clothes. And then you think like, wait, wait, when did I start wanting that? Yes. Where does that want come yes. from? Is that a fulfilling desire? Because once that desire is met, I'll just want the next thing. Exactly. And and it's usually based on these models we yes. have in our life. We have these people who we see in which they have something and we want it because they want it. Yeah. If someone wants something, it increases in value. And so we're now living in a society in which we have so many choices yeah. and so many models of desire who have things yeah. and are doing things. And it's if you don't reflect and ask yourself, what does having it all, what would that mean to me? What would it mean to have the things that yeah. I need and want, not based on what other people have and, yeah. need and want. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm at that point in my life where yeah. I'm I'm really kind of asking myself those things yeah. because there's this like tinge of envy I feel a lot yeah. when I see other people like have something. Yeah, it's like a a job accomplishment, yeah. a, a salary accomplishment, Me too. buying yeah. a home, a, a whatever. Right, and we all feel that envy yeah. is like. The, the feeling that we we don't talk enough yeah. about with like in friendships, yeah. in life, in work. And um I because I think from the outside it 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 will appear that somebody has it all. And then but they're probably experiencing that that very thing. So I don't think anyone can A have it all unless you've clearly defined the things that would meet that criteria. Cause I think it's a moving target, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and and I certainly don't think you can have it all it, it, only if you have somebody to share it with, like a romantic partner. But, but I, I think it's like, I think, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I think in terms of sex in the city, like, like, can you have it all is very much just like in a, like five categories or they're like there are five articles to that or like four articles, which is like husband, real estate, like work sex work like it's very very much plotted out yes but i which yeah i mean yeah which is where i think it's very easy for envy to come in but like i think like on a more kind of emotional existential level like for me having it all is which is it's hard it's hard to stay in that mindset but it's like being happy with like the moment right this instant and like living in the moment yeah. right this instant and can i be happy and proud if like something happens to me tomorrow like uh, it's it's hard to be it, it's it can be hard to be happy when you're there's constantly planning there's constantly the next thing but i i think that like 
just being able to find more happiness and appreciation for what you have. Like maybe that is having it all is like being able to have more acceptance for who you are, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, and I, I, I would look at it, the, the example of having a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear, like happiness to me would be yes. looking at what I have in my closet right now and wanting for nothing. Yes. Not saying, yes. no, I need another pair of fucking vintage yes. Levi's and a yes. black fucking shirt. Like Ugh, how many times I am I going to want that same thing? I'm until so it fills appalled that part of me, by my recent right? shopping. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And I and I've really done a better job with shopping because clothes yeah. for me has been that thing, right? Where I'm like, oh my God, if I just put this thing on, I'm gonna become that person yeah. who I wanna be. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're searching for that yes. feeling. Ugh. And I think this is the conversation the girls kind of are are circling around and sex and city wouldn't dig enough deep yes. to get, which is like that feeling of like, this is me now. Like mm-hmm. I, I have it all. Like I'm finally like, it's almost like, you know, level complete. I've made it. But the thing about like being a human is that like, we're constantly like, yeah, growing and progressing. So you're never going to feel that. I know. So in, but what you can feel is in this very moment to be present and to be grateful yeah. and to look around and say, like, I have enough. Well, Because most yeah. of us really do. M- most of us, most really of us do. do have it all. If you can download this uh, I, like podcast to an iPhone, like you're doing pretty good, I would say, on some. Even an Android. <laughs> Even an Android, you're still doing good. <laughs> you have it all. And don't let anyone tell you you don't. Even on iOS Monterey. <laughs> no, it's no. OK, what was I going to say? Well, I actually kind of wanted to transition back into Carrie opening up to Samantha. I mean, I think it's kind of. Absolutely. So Carrie, you know, was could kind of tell wanted to talk and probably open up to all the girls, but couldn't find like an end point like an an entrance into how to bring it up that she cheated on Aiden with big. And also there's obviously going to be a lot of judgment from Mm -hmm. especially Miranda and Charlotte. And and I understand, you know, telling people slowly trickling it, but I, I, I find it amusing that she told Samantha first, as if Samantha's like the fucked up person, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, like exactly. this isn't as bad as you, right? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, do you wanna do you wanna talk about their little exchange? Yeah, so Carrie ends up talking to um Sam, and this is, you know, we're such big Samantha fans on this podcast, and Sam really shines here and that she's not judgmental and she asks questions and she really approaches the the conversation through both a lens of you know being protective of Carrie but also curiosity kind of asking and but not judging and I I want to take on more of that quality of Sam so you said you want to be more positive yeah and, you know embrace that I want to yeah. embrace that being non-judgmental yeah the quality that she has and you know she kind of asks Carrie you know are you gonna do it again are you gonna stop and Carrie really wants to she says no it's just a one-time thing um I love and when she says yeah Carrie says how can it be so good when it's so bad and my Samantha Zinger is when she retorts oh honey they design it that way it's so true just that <laughs> so naughty true. that naughtiness and how that must be so exhilarating for Carrie and Big. 
I know, but you know what though? And like I, so I'm definitely somebody, I don't think I like necessarily lean into like bad pleasures. I'm somebody like I'm, I'm like a hyper disciplined person in the sense that like with drinking, Mm -hmm. like something I didn't like about drinking was like that bad kind of naughtiness part of it in a way, the naughtiness. And sometimes and like my like level of naughtiness now is like, ooh, like spending money on seamless, like naughty girl. You know, like, oh, you're bad. You said no spending this week. So like I'm not somebody that indulges in that Mm -hmm. way. Like I try and it doesn't work for my personality because the guilt of things, like I have a ton of guilt. Yeah. Um and I think for Carrie is kind of dealing with the okay so she says that to um like how can it be so good and feel so bad but i was like carrie it does feel bad like this whole episode you've been racked with guilt it's like fucking crime and punishment over here like you're just reliving the pain of like hurting somebody yeah yet in the physical moment it feels so good yeah um it's a really beautiful metaphor for like yeah the bad things we know like aren't that aren't good for us yeah yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's funny that Samantha says, "Oh, honey, they designed it that way." We're like, we're not entirely sure who who they is. Like, is they like like a god like figure? Is they like society? Is they our emotions, our sex drive, our sexual attraction? I just thought that was such a funny kind of ambiguous Great use of they. Yeah, yeah, the royal they. Um. Yeah, so that that was interesting, and um, I actually have my carry tracker that comes in. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys yeah, for about another ten minutes. On this, oh, I have my carry tracker moment. too. Is it does it have to do with the Samantha situation? Yeah, it's okay. Do you want to say it? Well, okay. So only because you've been so sick this week, and like you're sick right now. I knew it. I know which one you're talking about. You're, you're sick right now, and you see Samantha. She's like keeled over her like kitchen counter, so sick. Carrie's like making her this concoction that her mom used to make. And in the other hand, Carrie is smoking a cigarette right in Samantha's face. Like, so, like, that is the, ugh, when you're sick, how nauseating must that be to smell that? That was absolutely so my Carrie tracker, too. And I said, I was like, okay, so Carrie goes over, at first, I was like, Carrie goes over to help Sam. Super helpful. Mm-hmm. I actually noted how thoughtful that was. Mm-hmm. Immediately canceled <laughs> out by her lighting up a cigarette. Yeah. Not only when Sam's sick, but also in her new fucking apartment. That yeah. is so rude. It's so rude. It's so rude. Great Carrie tracker. I'm going to tell you something. There's two types of guys out there. The ones that hold your hands and the ones that fuck you. And I'd slept with both of them in the last 48 hours. And the guys that fuck you aren't worth a damn. It's kind of a silly question. One, do you believe that there are only two guys out there, ones that either hold your hands or ones that fuck you? And two, mm. how, like, I mean, I don't believe that. In a, There was a time in my life that I did. What, what do you think? Well, I think it's more of getting to the core of the question, which is what, what do you think the core of the question is? I think the core of the the question is, and from Samantha's perspective is this, right? It's that, you know, all week she's been trying to reach out to these mm-hmm. guys that have fucked her, but now can't hold her yeah. hand. So it makes sense that she would see this binary. Yeah. 
and believe that like they're like the, the that people don't have nuance and that they can be both. Um, and in Carrie's situation, you know, Big is the one that fucks her in a sense, and Aid is one who holds her hand. So I, I get why the characters are this question is reflecting yeah. a lot in their lives. But from a real sense, mm-hmm. no, I, I I don't like anything that divides. Like there are Me these, too. and there are them. There are two types of people in this world: <laughs> ones that discreetly get changed at the gym, and the women who are like <laughs> blow drying oh, their crotch. Talk about yeah. that. <laughs> so I believe in that. I love those. <laughs> I love those. Kind kinds of sayings um and because they're absolutely hilarious but I, I don't necessarily <laughs> think they're true um I I I think it's one point in my life I would have categorized men like that like they're because you're kind of saying there are men that will just like leave you because when they get what they want and there are men that will stay and they care and I it's I I feel like that reflects a lot of like self-hurt like yeah that someone's experienced um because I I really live with the belief that like there's goodness in like everybody and even the men who I think have I've just had sexual relationships with and been really hurt by yeah. I I don't think that they're like men who leave you I don't I I, can't, I don't know I, I just can't see people I that think way I just think because I think like I think for me the core is actually people are both of can be both of those things but at different times of their lives and yeah you know I think. Speaking for myself, I've probably been the one that's been like, let's hold hands. And then I've been probably the one that's wants something more physical. I think it's more of the the core of it is like, again, maybe this is the theme of like loneliness in the episode and people like who care for you and then people who are more transactional. And, you Mm -hmm. know, that kind of feeds into Charlotte feeling like, oh, man, this prenup is so transactional and. Even Miranda and her phone sex with the guy, it felt so transactional because she found out there was someone else that he was having phone sex with on the other line. And so I think it's just kind of like a matter of pointing out when there are people who just want for themselves and then when there are people who want and want to give to you and share with you, which is kind of what Charlotte is seeing or wants out of her marriage. Yeah. And then in this episode, you see that with Big and Aiden that, you know, how timely that Aiden in this episode mm-hmm. says, I love you for the first oh time. Oh, my to God. After. That's too and, soon, I thought. Well, and again, we don't know the timing of them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that was the. Yeah, that was hard to that was hard to see. It was hard to see that we watch Aiden deliver a piece of furniture for the weekend and Carrie has another really unapologetic affair with no in her fucking apartment like it's so gross it's so so gross but come on it was pretty fucking amazing wasn't it that is so not the point we're intelligent human beings here we have to learn to rise above the physical stuff you can learn to do that apparently we couldn't next time we're going to a hotel I can smell the guy on your sheets, wood chips and Paco Rabanne. I get it. Cheating happens. I I think that the world is complex. I think love is complex and I'm not making excuse for cheating. I just I think it's it's I would rather see like an understanding complexity, but 
at the same time, this felt so like sociopathic. She literally yeah. had big in her bed and she took off the sheets to put in the laundry. Aiden comes home. It's probably been less than 24 hours. He says, I love you, scoops her up and they have sex on the mattress pad. I just felt like. Mm. She just bothers I don't know how me. you live with yourself. I don't know how you live with yourself. I don't know how you get turned on so quickly. Big was just there. This guy walks in, says, I love you. I would feel so guilty. And he scoops you up and then you can't even like, like, and then you have sex. Like, you don't even like just say like, oh, like, let's not today. Like, I just. And, and, and then, yeah. you know, what she's saying, you know. Big smelled Aiden on my sheets. I wonder if Aiden smells him. And like, that wasn't like a poetic thing. Like literally. It's not dogs. Yeah. It's not dogs. <laughs> but like literally Big was just there. Like, I'm sure he will smell another man <laughs> there. I don't know. Yeah. I felt really dirty to uh, me. I will tell you this. Tell me. I'm somebody. I will say this. I'm an exaggerator. Yeah. I do not lie. Because lying makes me feel so fucking yeah. bad. There's like a yeah. bell that goes off in yeah. my head that like ring. Like I just I it, I would be so racked with guilt if I was Carrie. It's just unnecessary, you know. It's just <sighs> well, and this leads me to my second Carrie tracker, in which you know Carrie and Aiden is over at Carrie's apartment. Mm-hmm. He has his sweet dog Pete and big calls. You know, Carrie pretends it's Miranda. She rushes out because Big's there threatening to come up, which was she scary. Takes the dog out by the way. Yeah, Big which is was saying very like scary. If you don't come down, I'm coming up, which is which again, who the fuck do you think behavior. you are? Yeah. And Carrie is walking Pete in mid conversation. She lets go of the leash. Oh Pete. my God. If you have a fucking dog in New York City and your dog has gotten off leash, it's the scariest. It will die too. Like, you, I experienced this with my dog, Cece. And when I tell you that I still have PTSD, Cece ran off the leash into fucking oncoming traffic in Second Avenue. Ooh. And to this day, I still will go, ah! yeah. like, mo- I'll like be walking down the street and I'll relive it. So yeah. for Carrie to have the dog, if thank God that dog lived. Because if that dog had died. Oh my God. <laughs> like Carrie would be the most hated character in television. Like she can do anything sure. that kills a yeah. dog. That would be interesting fan fiction to see where that relationship went after that. <laughs> I killed your dog and I cheated yeah. on you. Other universe. Pete's dead <laughs> and cheated. Well, I so, mean, but yeah, so, my carry tracker. Yeah, that a was little, my carry tracker. My carry tracker is a little different. It's a little bit controversial, actually. Um, Interesting. One, I think this is we're seeing classic big. He wants what he can't have. He's even probably turned on in a super alpha male way that he knows that Aiden's upstairs. Mm-hmm. She comes down with Pete's dog. He's even threatened by this other man's dog is that his dog i told aiden i was taking pete for a walk and he believed me which only made it worse don't ever call me at home again walk you know you can't just decide you want to see me and boom i'm there is this his dog yes 
Do you know what your problem is? You want it all. You want the girl you screw me and the girl you go home to, her. That's bullshit. I just want you. I can't do this anymore. Sleep with two people at the same time. I'm gonna tell her tonight. What? what? No! No, no! You married men don't just leave the way. I have a man who loves me, and you have a wife who loves you. Don't talk about him and her like it's you and me. Which I thought was so mm -hmm. like, ugh, that was grossed me out so much. But my carry tracker is Carrie. And 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 tell me if I'm out of line here. She puts yeah. on she has this saucy little outfit on. She's these teeny track, like uh, track running shorts, her red bra, the sheer white top. And she puts on her red stilettos and she r walks downstairs to see <laughs> big. And I'm just like, if you're trying to push him away, do you think that this little outfit helps? And again, I don't think that it, yeah. it ever means you have an open invitation to assault women to, to be entitled to women and their bodies i i personally would have put on a burqa or i would have put on a giant potato sack and maybe just throw on some birkenstocks <laughs> yeah i would dress in the ugliest outfit and just be like get the fuck away from me but i, I just felt it was so like she basically went down in her underwear and was like no you know i don't know so no, I want I one hundred percent. I wrote that down about the outfit being just so inappropriate for that time yes. and setting and, and like interaction. <laughs> I didn't take it that far for Carrie Tracker because I was so appalled by the treatment of Pete. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think that's our third Carrie Tracker. Like yeah. her her like fuck me heels and her yes. like, poor judgment of animals. Just and terrible. then she comes back. I do love the scene where she's been running in the rain. There's amazing set lighting that was like kind of this violet lighting and you see her legs she looked she looked amazing she really does she had the water running down her legs like her shirt is seen through i mean she looked great and she goes back to the apartment and aiden says you know i know that you're cheating and we all think oh yeah he knows about big but he says oh i know you're smoking again and she's like yep Yep, that's what I did. And her narration was, and it wasn't a lie. Mm. And I want to quit so bad. And that wasn't a lie either. Um, I.e. big. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so next week, we are going to continue on yeah. this saga of Big and Carrie. And I cannot believe we didn't talk about Miranda and the phone sex. We should. Why not? Let's do it. Really quick. I... The, oh, actually, yeah, let's spend some time on this. This episode with Miranda, I thought was so funny. <laughs> and the end just made this plot line worth it. Yes. And the like, we're dealing with like two things of cheating in this episode. You've got like the Carrie, Aiden, big situation. And Miranda is having phone sex with this lawyer. Colleague from a different town. office. Yeah. Chicago, right? And which I thought was gonna cute. They're having this like amazing phone sex, like super hot. Like she's into it. It's great. And then at the end, you know, he puts her on hold and he then is kind of in like a different scene. Yeah. And he's and then Thrusting she's like, wait, well, we're now. not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Thrusting now. She's like, we hadn't done that yet. What are you talking like, about? Are you having 
phone sex with other people. And he says, we never said it was exclusive. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, imagine that you're on the phone with somebody <laughs> and they're on the phone with other people. Like that takes such coordination mentally and like physically to just be juggling multiple. People oh, my with gosh. Sex, but especially with like those kind of phones that you like punch the numbers in like it wasn't like a <laughs> like how do you even do that is there like it's a literal switch you just flick maybe it was easier than doing like the hold and swap we have to do on smartphones now. seriously yeah you're really I'm a, even on the smartphone i'd be like jesus christ so no i thought that plot line was so funny phone sex is like i thought he was kind of cute people- that guy he was super cute and like it sounded like really hot. And I know. She and Miranda was really enjoying it. And just you kind of felt for Miranda I've never I've never partaken in that kind of phone call before. I definitely have. <laughs> you want to get into it? No. <laughs> I wondered. I, I, you know, I don't think Dakota fully listens, but <laughs> no, it was with somebody um, who I was friends with in college but never met up with. So it was just like an online um, friendship. And so we did, and it was really, really great and like super fun, but um, he got really weird after that. Yeah. Like it, like he was like scared and I was like, well, it wasn't recorded. <laughs> like, I mean, like my God, I know so I, would probably I guess get scared too. I'm not, I, I mean, for me, that's not my like love language or even my sexy language. I just words. Less words, please. It's, you know. Interesting. I say more the better. Mm-hmm. Some people but, yeah. like the words. Yeah. So with but I think um, if you're not probably into what about anything all like over FaceTime or text nope. or anything like no. sexy texting? Um, what? Maybe once, Gilford. but it's not. It's just, it doesn't, not for you. It doesn't like for me, it has to, everything has to be like in person. IRL. IRL it has to be in the same room. Like I just, for me, I can't through the wires. It's just nothing's happening there. May, okay. Maybe a complimentary right. text will make me feel good for, you know, a good 24 hours or longer, but sauciness doesn't. Go. Do you like, like, a, like, have you ever read like a, a sexy book? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, and but what that's different because that's like for like self pleasure, where you're saying like wh- when it's with somebody else, the the device or like the screen the, the de- kind of inhibits the intimacy and like the vulnerability and the connection. Yeah, the device is just yeah, it just it doesn't yeah. For me, there feels okay. like more connection when you're the eye contact is super important. Being able to like smell a person, watch their mannerisms. Like I'm really into mannerisms, like. Mm-hmm. All of that, like, kind of body language stuff, is more of what is exciting. Well, I was going to gonna say Facetime, but you can't sniff them. You can't smell them. <laughs> can't get an old sniff. <laughs> um. By the way, I have um more Samantha Zingers I would like to share that made me laugh. Oh my god, share! <laughs> so it's right before Charlotte's about to negotiate her um, prenup. and she's like a little bit nervous to go talk to Bunny, and Samantha goes, "A woman named Bunny." Honey, you could take her. <laughs> Absolutely great singer. And then another singer that I laughed out loud was they're leaving the party, the three girls, Charlotte's party. <laughs> Samantha goes, I can't believe she's marrying that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's the best one of the episode. It was just so brazen. I love it. 
exactly. She's marrying that guy. Like it was a lovely affair, and she's like, ew. <laughs> that guy. Absolutely. We we love Samantha. She is amazing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, any fashion callouts? Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill. Um, I have a fashion no. I mean, I liked the plunging neckline dress for Charlotte, um, but mostly Mm -hmm. like there were some kooky styles in this very early 2000s, like not good early 2000s styles. Y2K stuff. In the the beginning, um, Carrie had these kind of fantastic kind of slate or navy low rise Mm -hmm. trousers. Mm -hmm. Very like Tibby kind of just like. Oh, yeah. Almost like cargo menswear. Yeah. I love a nice, I think low rise fitting trousers are the only low rise pant I would be able to get behind. Yeah. Um, and I just, I won't do low rise jeans, but my fashion no, which I thought was, it was really appalling was Miranda's Carol Brady haircut. Oh, like I don't understand why my. she had so much hair on top that flipped out on the bottom. And then she had like a weird, like retro, like earrings and like patterned floral Two pe- it I was don't like know what happened. it was a Brady Bunch look. It was really weird. Yeah, yeah. I, the the hair kind of again. We're not at peak Miranda right now. Yeah, we're not. We don't get there for to, for a while, guys. So we're just going to be kind of hating a little bit. Okay, so I think um, we should announce our rating at the same time. I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Okay, three, two, one, four point two five. Oh, would you say four point seven five? I said four point two five. My rating is getting. I was higher. leaning four point five, but I was going to go four point two five. Um, again, I, I you know what the thing is? I Dakota fell asleep on the sofa and he was watching something, so I was forced to watch this on my phone. So I watched this episode on my phone while I took notes in a fucking notebook, yeah. which I never do. Yeah. So that might have changed the experience. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it another go and I'll I mean personally when bit. I see more characters having like more hearty like things going on with their plot that are like, you know, thought provoking and like conversation provoking, like the prenup yeah. with Charlotte. A, like mm-hmm. loneliness with Samantha, Carrie and her affair. Nothing really with Miranda, really. But like there felt like a lot of things to talk about. And I thought that well, we had a lot of opinions. And yeah, I don't know. I liked it. Well, we do find out that Miranda is a middle child. Which oh, yeah. I think explains <laughs> a lot about her. I think you're actually so I think that's great. Right. Miss middle child over there. I know. I am. So, I am a classic middle child. Um, any other middle children out there, you know exactly what that means. Um, yeah, so we are recording next week. Episode 11. Oh gosh, I have it right here. Episode 11, Running with Scissors, which we all know was a no-no. So I think yeah. Carrie's up to no good. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to be uh, recording episode 11 next week. Then we're going to take a little week break. And then we are um, with episode 12 and we have an awesome guest audrey coming on who we're so excited to yeah, have. yeah one of our listeners reached out she's coming yeah. on we're very excited all right so we'll see you guys on the instagram i'm going to be asking you yeah. some questions about phone sex and female condoms see you later our little prenups <laughs> <laughs> bye prenups <laughs>